our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And everybody. How y'all doing? This is, uh, we, we haven't been here together in a while, huh? No, it's been a minute. I think the last show been, I had to do solo, or, and then you had to do your show solo. We've or, been homecoming it down, huh? Yeah, homecoming it down and just trying to, I guess, get prepared for the season, which I think is here. Yeah. It's cold out there, y'all. I put a scarf on today, y'all. Y'all know this. It's this cold out I there. I don't necessarily look forward to the whole fall, winter, winter uh, seasons changing and stuff like that normally or whatever, but the one uh, fashion accessory that I always love to um, showcase and express is with my scarf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, have, I didn't have one today that I wanted to necessarily rock, so I had to make one like really quickly and also still make it here in time because I was trying to you be... You made one? I, I was trying to be wrapped up. Coming, hey, it's not, this is oh, a I real thing. Oh, thought you brought one for the... Oh, oh, oh. No, this is a real thing as far as its purpose. I get it, the fashion element or whatever, but it's cold outside. Like... like I was asked coming in here, like, why you got on all, all of that? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to maintain and be warm. Yeah, you cold nature. Yeah. Like, especially, it, it take a transition to get into it. Like, once once it starts, like, settling in, okay, it's cool outside. I can understand it and, you know, transition. But that initial break when they say, old man wanted and step through the door. Yeah, old man wanted is here. Yeah. It, you got, it, it, you, it you don't know how cold he going to be. So, you, you I like to layer up. It is cold, but I'm but I'm but I'm good with Jerry. What's going on, man? What's going on, my brothers? What's going on? What's up, man? Hey, what's can't happening? call it, can't call it, man. Woke up this morning feeling like a million bucks. You should. Oh, okay. How's the cold weather bother you? Ain't, ain't no problem for you. Yeah, I'm cold all day, every day. So you really? Yeah, you too, bro? Yeah. Oh Lord. You know that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really thinking I got on too many clothes right now. I just gonna switch it. Do do warm. you? Do, it just feel do, like it's warm to me. Hey. I don't like being. I don't mind being. I'm used to being cold, but I prefer cold during the day. Don't bother me. It's cold at night. It's the problem. Yeah. That's, that's what get me. I was like, oh no, this is this is mm-mm. that's some other kind of cold. Ain't yeah. It? I don't. I don't. No. No. I don't like. I don't like that kind of cold at all. So, uh, how about those Braves? All right, congratulations, congratulations. Those Braves are in the, the house. The eight is repping hard, ain't it? They ain't won but one thing in the whole city. We've been we didn't lost football games and basketball games. There's other elements incorporated in winning of the eighth and but just that. So. They they've broken the what we still feel may be the curse of losing all our sports stuff yeah. because of the Falcons and you know we still a little shell shock about that. But I think this may be the change that we much needed. So I'm 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 excited about that. Okay, I went and got me a. Um, a brave shirt yesterday. Oh wait. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. Celebrate cool. the championship. They had the yeah, nice little championship. I want me a Braves hat. That's what I want. Yeah, you know hat. everybody loves a winner. Oh yeah, you know them bandwagons come out. Was though. he was he repping <laughs> that like when the A when when it wasn't? I like, can't recall. You know I, what? That's something recall. everybody. Lo- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody loves a winner. Well, oh, Sheldon, yeah. if you ain't doing that, don't need me running behind you. You're right. You ain't well. been doing that all. I've been running behind you all this time, and now you want me to. You yeah, well, I. I, I've always liked the braid, but how long you mean to run behind you before you start doing something? Them folk get out there and and, and <laughs> all right. Look, let's go ahead. On. Look, we gonna go ahead on and get our, our 
our, our show kicked off. We got Dr. Hines that's going to call in today. Okay. And uh, hopefully Dr. Sewell is going to call in. And we have another doctor that's going to be coming on board, actually out of D.C. Uh, I'll give you all more information about that once those particulars are put in place. Uh, yeah, so that's what we got going on around here in these parts. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to get this show kicked off. We always do it with the Black National Anthem. And you know, more HBCUs are playing it now. Finally, I can't. I'm sorry. That is awesome. That, that is more, awesome. More I like to say you put that out there for them to do that. I sure was trying I'll to put it out there. I was, I was putting it in the atmosphere. I really You was. really were. And now, really, now that you see that taking place, speak on it. It's coming for real. Yeah. yeah Con- they, continue playing it. Don't stop playing it just because they, they playing it now. You continue playing well, it. Well, I know. I, I, I set the trend. We ain't going to stop playing it. We started it up. I would not stop something I've started. All right. Ain't no st- I wouldn't do that because then that would make them think. Okay, so you got to start. Now you're going to stop. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. All right. Oh, uh, you got... Let me, let's get this stuff started. Yeah, I, I have I have a few songs. We, no, we, no, I want to talk about the songs, but okay. actually, I, I, I know wintertime is probably one of your favorite times when it comes to fashion. Mm-hmm. It actually is because you... Well, you know what? It, there's a balance because in the summertime, they wear less clothes. What's your favorite? And skin you, what, is always good. What's your favorite? Favorite what? Season? As far as when it comes to fashion. I haven't thought about it like that because it's a full circle and I just accept all the seasons as they come. Okay, you don't have one you like one better than you do that. I would say that, but just as much as I say that, going into another one, it's just it, it's it's a I like I'll, I'll tell you what I love okay. the cycle of the change of it. How about that? Okay, because it, that one come. one gives you another one to look forward to. So just as we're going into winter, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning to accept and appreciate the beauty of that and the transition of the season because people are gonna start putting on clothes now and and really like layering up and we're going right. into another season of style and fashion. But it also allows me to creatively um, point and or direct where I want the season of the warmer weather to come into now. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. get started on what I foresee that being when it comes because we're only going to go through a few months, hopefully, of, 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 of cold weather. So what do I want to see the people wearing in the spring, summertime and looking forward to that? So I, I appreciate all that whole aspect of, of fashion, the full circle. Well, I, I asked that question because we... Um, one of the fashion designers that you and I both know, I asked that question and they immediately said they like, found the season that they like the most. Mm-hmm. Although they can be colorful in one versus the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, he likes the winter times. Like, man, I love the winter because I get a chance to do a whole lot of different things. But they like this. That's their favorite. But he likes the summer because you can do colorful type stuff. Okay. That fits the size. That's why I see, maybe I, you might have it. Mine isn't so much as the colorful stuff. I've I've inco- begin to incorporate more color into my collections and mm-hmm. pieces. I know, right? But I don't I don't really do color. I'm a monochromatic type person, so okay. I love like uh, black blacks and metallics. You know, uh, more so like the natural elements and tones and stuff like that. But if you look at it in, in that question format, I guess the balance would come from a point of like luxury is like in the in the winter time. I love it to be cold enough to wear a fur. And in the mm. summertime, I love it to be hot enough to, for a swimsuit. Okay. So it's a whole balance. And if you're in between, you'll know if you're hot or cold, put a swimsuit on and put a fur on top of it and rock it. <laughs> That's so Grace Jones. Hey, let me. Let That's me. exactly why I can see doing that. <laughs> That's fashion. But that's fashion, though. And when I say that's fashion, like there, there, this goes into a deeper conversation, but there are people who create clothes and then there are people who create fashion. Okay. And then there are people who create luxury fashion. Like, okay. you know, ultimately it's essential or you need a coat. You don't necessarily mm. need a fur coat, whether it's faux fur or real fur. I'm Peter, don't, don't take it like that. But, you know, whatever that is, there's a, there's a, you need a vehicle to get to work, but you need a Mercedes or a BMW if you're luxury. 
That's a that's don't a, laugh. That. Hey Jerry, laugh. I need you. Please laugh. Jerry. He don't know why. Believe me, no. <laughs> and don't, and don't. there are some others you can take it up to a higher level, but there's there's an incorporation of a of a I'm of a luxury of the, Jerry, of the of the of the the heated seats and things of that nature. So mm. you don't necessarily need all that because you can just get up early and crank up your car and turn the heat on, right, Jerry? Facts. Okay. Are that, those are facts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can we get uh, our show started? Um, y'all, a bottle y'all, of water yes. is a bottle of water, but mm. when you pour that bottle of water into a glass goblet and drink it that way, it tastes so much better. Not if it came out of Chattahoochee. I don't care what you put it See, in. See, it's Chattahoochee water and it's alkaline. <laughs> um, can we start our show? Let me say one more thing since we talk about that. Now, <laughs> what? <laughs> y'all doing the most. Look, this All is right, y'all Alvin and Edmund on the real eleven hundred. <laughs>
This medical moment is brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. Should I get the COVID-19 vaccine? The answer is simple. Yes, you should. Over 600,000 people in the United States have died of COVID-19 infection since it started in 2020. This is not a myth. This number is for real. If you are an African-American with diabetes, heart disease, obese, you are a greater risk of suffering from the bad effects of COVID-19. The Delta variant is here in the U.S. and is more contagious. People in the hospital and ICU are now unvaccinated. You are in control of your destiny. Protect your family and friends by getting the vaccine. This medical moment has been brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. For more information about COVID-19 and other chronic conditions, call 1-800-788-0941. Remember, knowledge is power. I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. All right, all right, all right. We're back. This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the Real 1100. Did you hear Dr. Carissa Hines' little trailer? She said, don't I be fooled by the, by the tricks and something she said. <laughs> Doc, you on the line. Could you give us that tagline again? I am on the line. Now, what, what did I say? I want to hear your little tagline again where you said, don't be tricked by the medical something you were saying. People need yeah, to Yeah, you can't be, uh, you know, misled by fancy medical speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes, well, you know, so we speak, when you become a doctor, you learn almost a second language. Mm-hmm. So you learn about, you know, the medical terms. And when we speak to each other, colleague to colleague, we use the appropriate medical terms. But when you're speaking to a patient who may not have medical knowledge or a medical background, you have to be able to break that down into simple language so that your patient understands. But if you are speaking to your patient in the medical terms without explaining what those mean, then how can you really say that you've educated your patient or informed your patient or that your patient understands what you said to them? See. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's that's awesome uh, because I, I literally just had this conversation with my brother on the way into the radio station today. Um, he's dealing with a situation with one of his um, children um, going to mm-hmm. the doctor and, and the wife was there. And uh, we had this conversation in regards to just, you know, have, understanding what exactly the doctor stated and being able to process that. And also, you know, uh, I guess repeat that information back to the other because to my understanding for minors the doctors only allow like one of the parents in there at a time due to COVID or for whatever other situation mm-hmm. that so, is usually the case yeah okay. and it varies from from location to location um and you know and what's going on of course um but a lot of the restrictions are allowing only one parent yeah mm-hmm. so it would it would being able to re-explain what the doctor said in a way of either that you process it or processed it and understand it mm-hmm. and for them to understand it so i love what you're saying as far as breaking it down to its simplest form right. and then in the end probably asking one of them do you understand what i am saying but that leaves it to the patient or the parent to say no if they don't well that's one way you could approach that however i can see a situation where if i ask someone 
do you understand what I'm saying? It could be taken in an insulting way. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, because somebody could very easily come back and say, you know, whether they understand or don't. Of course I understand. I'm not stupid. Yeah. But you're not a doctor and either. And that's taking that dynamic a but different way. Arguing. You know. So, you know, I always ask people after I explain stuff to them, I ask them, do you have any questions for me? Right. Oh, now, okay. hopefully, that opens up the dialogue where they can say, I didn't understand anything that you said. Can you say that again? <laughs> or if they have questions on top of what I have explained to them, you know, going a little bit further, then we can take that conversation further. But, of course, um, you know, speaking to a doctor, a lot of people are intimidated by that. And so, you know, even as as best as I try to explain things to people, I still feel that they walk away either not understanding fully or having some extra questions that they perhaps didn't feel comfortable or were intimidated to ask. You, you know, um, there's a, an attorney that, uh, that advertises with us, and she says she the problem she has is the street committee. The people have not practiced mm-hmm. any, any kind of law, but they're going to come and mm-hmm. tell you how the law should be done. Same for medical people. Doctors. Oh, yes. Dr. Google has educated many, many people, but none of them have an actual medical degree. <laughs> or practice any form of medicine other than what they've read and they're going to tell you, no, this worked for your foot. You know, or exactly. Something. Yeah, and then, you know, you know, I spoke with a young lady today, uh, um, and she has not uh, taken a vaccination yet, but she has such a great logical understanding of to about trying to get to that point. She wasn't like giving you all these conspiracy theories or anything like that. She uh, articulated all of her concerns and how she's done and how she's arrived from one step to the next now. And she's like, so me and my husband have made a decision that we, we read it now. We read it. We, we, we don't want to keep waiting, procrastinating any longer. But they, I mean, she didn't just come out and say, well, the sky is going to fall and my baby's going to, because she's trying to have, they're, they're trying to have a baby. So what they were concerned about mm. is, is it going to affect the baby? And she right. said she has friends that are nurses and doctors. She said, I've asked a plethora of questions because I want to be informed and I don't want to sound stupid and I don't want to look stupid for not doing something I probably should be doing. And she closed with this right here. She said, now, if I'm I'm going to do this and I'm going to do like I do my food, and I've been saying the same thing, I'm going to eat this food and I'm going to pray about it and ask it to be done for the purpose of what it was intended for. So that's what I'm talking about. So that Yeah, was and, you know, and, and as we've been saying all along, you know, I – at this point in, in this pandemic, I am still puzzled by people's hesitancy, mm-hmm. but I try not to to judge it, mm-hmm. okay? Because everybody does have to go at their own pace. My only concern, or one of my concerns, I guess I should say, would be for people who delay getting their vaccination and then end up getting sick and maybe end up dying. Like my friend did, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you can wait and you can deliberate, but there comes a point, you know, for some people, there comes a tipping point Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's too late to consider, are you going to get the vaccine? Because now you've got the virus. Yeah. You know, you and I discussed that last week. I had my Mm -hmm. former roommate from college uh, did not want to, you know, was trying to wait to see if if, if he should take the shot, talking to other people, this, that, and the third. And when he decided that his options were not good was when he was in the hospital and then he says laying in the hospital you know i think i'm gonna go ahead and take the shot now it's like what are we gonna what are we gonna right. do at this point 
and and mm-hmm. it, it, and it's still sad and hurt it hurts but um you got you got you have to kind of let people make their own decision and if they if they are willing to make that decision then they're willing to to accept the outcome and so me on the other hand has to be willing to accept the outcome if it does it doesn't work for me like it does it doesn't work for them that's what I'm trying to get to anyway sure sure <clears throat> and you know and, and and that's my that's my stance as well you know I will continue to talk about covid and the vaccine and and all of that for as as long as I possibly can or or need to mm-hmm. um and to whomever will listen you know whoever is out looking for more information or new information new to them, um, you know, I will continue on that mission. Um, however, I am not, I'm trying to educate. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you are convinced or not is up to you. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of our efforts at first were trying to convince people. Mm-hmm. And then when they were not convinced, we were frustrated and angry and calling names and, you know, labeling people this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And that didn't help things either. Not at all. Yep. So, you know, I look at it, um, you know, kind of like y'all remember in The Matrix when he offered the guy two pills, red pill and blue <laughs> okay, pill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, that's where I am now. You can take this information and do with it what you want mm-hmm. or you cannot. And, and the choice is yours, and the consequences of those choices are yours as well. Well, uh, and Doc, that's all we got to work with. Now, that's, me- that's all that I can do, you know, because unfortunately, and I've seen this time and time again, um, as a matter of fact, I was sharing with my husband, um, I diagnosed a lady with COVID a couple days ago in the emergency room, and she had had brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And, and had, um, you know, had a surgery to take care of that. But now it seems that, you know, she had her repeat scans and those were fine. But now here we are, like maybe nine, ten months from the first incident, and she's starting to have symptoms. And mm-hmm. so she was supposed to go in uh, to have MRIs and other evaluations the, the next day, but she's in the emergency room with me. Um, and she, you know, when I told her that she had COVID, she broke down crying. And I asked her, you know, if she was vaccinated, and she said no. Hmm. And how, I'm like, oof. How's she doing now? Well, I don't know. Um, because, you know, she wasn't sick enough to be admitted, and she was going to another hospital to have these tests done. So I don't know if she was able to go and have the testing done or not because, you know, because now she's COVID positive. So, you know, I only encouraged her, well, call them in the morning and tell them what's going on with you and see what they recommend for you. Because it may have been that they were able to take her into the hospital and do these tests or maybe not. And they were going to give her some other options. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that answer for her, unfortunately, so, you know, but that's the kind of thing that, you know, she made a choice to not be vaccinated. And now the consequence of that choice is now she can't have a test that she really needs. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, you know, maybe not. Whereas if she had been vaccinated, she may not have been infected. Of course, you know, you do have those breakthrough cases. But the chances are she may not have been infected and would have been able to, you know, continue on her treatment journey for for her aneurysm you know because of course when you're dealing with brain stuff you know you got to be you know time is of the essence it sure is and that's dangerous so you know hopefully there were no delays or there will be no delays in her getting the assistance that she needs 
But then again, you know, you, you, I don't know. And and it's and I see that that kind of thing over and over and over and over again. And uh, you know, usually it's you know people that just say they just don't want it. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't want it, but and there's that's really neither here nor there at this point because now you're positive, and now we have to deal with with this. And it, you know, it just is what it is. So let me let me ask you this, Doc. Uh, yeah. So on 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 uh, tagging on with the vaccine. So now that they're offering the vaccine to kids, yeah, uh, I do understand that there's like 700 kids that have already passed away in the United States from COVID. Yeah. Which means it's a smaller percentage. So I, so just I'm thinking. Uh, so just say I'm I have a kid, and I was like, well, you know. That percentage rate is less than one percent of, you know, of the of the equation of, of the total. Yeah, sure. the total. So, do I really one percent? Okay. Do I really want to get my my son vaccinated, seeing that chances are, although it'd be a risk on my part, that he could be a part of that number and end up passing away or getting or that whatever I'm thinking that the vaccine may do. It seemed like. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm willing to take that chance. Say, okay, yeah, I don't know what this vaccine going to do with my kid in 10 years. That's so maybe a, I want to wait. So, That's a hard so of course, you know, so, you know, let me just say one of the things that people have expressed, that parents have expressed, is the concern about fertility down the line. And mm-hmm. so far from what we know, there are no effects on fertility. There are no effects on pregnancy. Okay. So for people who are pregnant, it is safe for them to get the vaccine. Okay. Um, now, going back to the question of the 700 children who have unfortunately passed away, you know, I would say put yourself in the position of one of those parents mm-hmm. and ask yourself, if I was one of those parents, would I take the chance on getting my child vaccinated or would I take the chance of putting my child in the ground? Right. Because those are two of your... Those are two of the most severe choices that you have to make. That's right. And, and that's, you know, and so I don't know if you want to take that gamble with your child's life. I can't make that decision for you, but that's what it is. Yeah. Are you taking that gamble? And beyond that, because again, you know, it is less than a fraction of 1% of the children who have died from COVID in the United States. Mm-hmm. That is true, indisputable. And from what we do know, children, when they are affected with COVID, are not as severely affected. I don't dispute that either. Mm -hmm. But also, children are vectors of the virus. So if your child contracts coronavirus, and let's say they don't get sick, but they come and you have elderly people living in your home, Mm -hmm. or as it's coming up on holiday season, you'll be traveling to see grandma and grandpa, and they pass it on to to the grandparents and something bad happens to the grandparents. Do we want to deal with that scenario too? Because that is also a very plausible scenario. So is, is, isn't that, uh, so this would be the pushback I, I've heard is like, well, you're vaccinated as well, Alvin, and you're going to see grandma. You could give it to grandma just like one of the kids can if they're vaccinated. What do, what do you say about that? The chances are for vaccinated people to transmit the virus, the chances are lower. Mm. Now, none of this is zero. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. However, 
I would rather take my chances being around a person who is, va- I'm vaccinated, you're vaccinated. Yeah. I would rather be around you than the person who is not vaccinated and may be a carrier of COVID if I had to choose. Okay. Okay. Question, Dr. So, Hines. Are, are, yeah. are there symptoms that you could recognize, you know, as far as if you're around someone and I mean, no one's really wearing T-shirts and stuff saying whether they've been vaccinated or not. And you're unaware of that. Are there certain symptoms that you can possibly look for like we normally look for in a cold, like it'd be, you know, sneezing or coughing or something to that something to that nature? So, you know, you, you're just looking at the basic symptoms, the beginning symptoms. So fever is going to be one. Um, but, you know, I have I've heard people, you know, people want to do what they want to do. And so they kind of want to cut corners so that, you know, they can continue to do what they want to do because no one wants to be inconvenienced anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there have been reports of people and, you know, I've had patients and their families tell me, oh, well, we knew that so and so was sick, but it was family reunion. And so we went anyway. Mm. Wait. How how did they, I guess I'm, I'm questioning, like, how were they aware of it? Was it like it just passed around because they told someone? Or could you see where they were sick and they were tired and they were coughing? And they were, like, are there any type of symptoms that you could possibly look for, even if it's just like one or two, to be concerned if you're in a crowd and you see someone doing that versus you not even knowing? Well, so there, there's no, there's no symptom that is just so obvious of COVID. Okay. Right. Um, and that's and that's a part of the danger. Hmm. So you know you can have fever, you can have cough, where you know the season is changing, and so a lot of people are having um, allergy issues. So they may be sneezing because they have allergy. They may be sneezing because they have COVID. Mm-hmm. They may be coughing because maybe they have a bronchitis, or they may be coughing because they have COVID. Because you know what, Doctor. So, be- so, so you can't really like I can't pick out somebody from a crowd because they sneeze or because they cough or maybe they, you know, and of course you can't look at someone and tell if they have a fever, not really. Um, you know, so I can't, I can't distinguish those symptoms to say you are somebody that needs, that I need to not be around because here it is. If you and I are in the room together and you have fever, you and I are already in the room together. Mm-hmm. And at that point it's too late. That's you true. See what I'm saying? Yeah, if you already, you, I mean, the person because is already once there. we're occupying the same space and breathing the same air, if you've got something, the chances are greater that I've been exposed. Mm. So they just can't come to the party and be like, oh, by the way, yeah, I have COVID, because at that point they're already in the room. So it's like, well. It doesn't matter. Right. You're already in here. You know, wow. because the thing is, you know, people, you know, so it's it, looking at it from my standpoint, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nuts, Right. Mm-hmm. Because people are now complaining, oh, we're sick of this, we're tired of this, you know, we want to get back to normal, we want to do this, we want to do that. Yeah, I knew that, you know, Junior was sick, but I took him over to Grandma's anyway. But the thing of it is, you know, and, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty. but if y'all had done what we asked y'all to do a year ago... We might wouldn't be in this situation. We wouldn't be in this situation now. If the whole thing about masking and all of that had not become a a political issue or a question of faith or not faith, we wouldn't be in this situation now. So we have brought this upon collectively. We have brought this upon ourselves. 
I don't I don't understand why people don't kind of already see because before uh, the the previous administration, uh, President Obama dealt with SARS, and you remember it was uh, getting ready to break out. We all though we did have I think two medical professionals from here that end up catching it, but what he did was put together a, a team a team of people and sent them over with the other scientists and prevented it from spreading any further. And that right. was that was taking care of your people. I mean, it, it, SARS was worse than than COVID because that one. Well, so we can we can look at we can look at that. Number mm. one, you have to believe in science. That's true. And number two, you you can't have a personal agenda that is dictating whether or not you do the right thing. Right. Because when we look back to the last administration, what were the things that Trump said? At first, he said it was something that people had made up so that he wouldn't get reelected. Right. Then he said that it was only like a little flu and it would be done in, in two weeks or three weeks. Right. Right? Yeah. So sure all did. of those things and the people that believed him followed, you know, followed his advice. Because for them, you know, he's the president of the United States. He has he has access to intelligence that we don't have. And you may ask yourself the question, why would he lie? <laughs> Yeah, seven hundred people uh, yeah. later. Seven hundred thousand yeah. people later. Yeah, I think that's the only thing about because I don't think we've ever had a perfect president, you know. Anyway, regardless of who. No, and and you know, and I tell people with these elections, and you know, with people like with with the last one, when folks had issues with Joe Biden and this and the other, and I tell people, listen, I already have a savior. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm elected president. <laughs> the two are not equal. Right. Okay, because the president is a man that puts his pants on one leg at a at a time, just like the rest of us. Right, and is subject to whatever flaws and mistakes and all of that, just like the rest of us um, have. Mm-hmm. But you know, we put we put our elected leaders up on such pedestals, right? That you have to be pristine in order to be the president. Yeah, at least we expect that. Right. But then when you look at, you know, like, look at your job, not you guys, but, mm-hmm. you know, had a job, your boss may have been a good boss, but a bad husband or a bad wife, mm-hmm. but they were still good at their job. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and so we have to be able to separate the two. Now, of course, there are some character flaws, like you cannot be a pathological liar and be the president of the United States. Well, at least you shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> um, because then that has real world consequences if you don't know how to tell the truth mm-hmm. as we have seen 700,000 people later right yep um so you know so that, there there's that but you know and, and I think about that all the time about the messaging that came from the administration that you know could have put us if it was messaged differently could have put us all as a country and as a world even in a different place with this, with this pandemic. Right. And it really makes me sad when I think about how many lives could have been saved if if things had been differently, had been done differently. And, and you know, Doc, uh, when I have talked to people about it, uh, it's like I, I try to explain to people, I mean, when I was younger, uh, I used to look at Trump's, uh, his commercials and stuff, and, oh, I'm going to get me a... I used to love The Apprentice. So it doesn't, you know, there was things about him that I liked when he was doing, but the only, the biggest problem was you just got so caught up in yourself that you allowed your own people to be harmed, you know, and because his political way of do, doing things versus somebody else's, 
all of them gonna do what they're gonna do but you can't sit here and run a station for your own for your own benefit and then hurt people at the same time you know what i'm saying so oh i, I, I totally agree i mean because who did not want to be you know when when we when we think about the trump of of old years and we find out now that this is who he has always been mm-hmm. right um you know the art of the deal like who did not want to be a person who could negotiate well and right. and negotiate deals well and enrich themselves and enrich their family. Who didn't want to be that person? Yeah, I used to love the Prince. I used to... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I never really watched. I don't really do a whole lot of reality TV, but mm-hmm. I get it and I get the appeal of that, right? right you know, right. because you want to be the wheeler dealer, boss man, boss woman, whatever, mm-hmm. and and so you want to learn from someone who has done it, right? Right. Yep. So, you know, that's just like with anything. You want to be a carpenter? It's kind of good to work with an established carpenter and learn the tricks of the trade. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But when you talk about your your ethics, mm-hmm. because that comes into play, um, then you kind of you have to look at that through a different shade. Now, what is astonishing to me is that Mr. Trump did not hide who he was. Nope. He yeah. was that. He said, this is who he is. And there's a certain segment of our country that said that they were okay with all of that and wanted him to be our representative. That still blows my mind. So so get this. I, I have a friend. She's uh, um, She posted something the other day. And to show you how people follow people, yesterday, I think, was the anniversary of the Kennedy's uh, plane going down when the whole family got killed, right? There were people gathered and that went to where the, where the plane, that place where the plane crashed at, waiting, believing that he was going to come back. They did not believe that the man, thousands of people standing out there. And so what it what it makes me yeah. thought there, there are that many people that could easily be persuaded or caught up. It's no different than uh, the, the guy that had people drinking the Kool-Aid. So if you get so caught up in believing something that you believe in you just you just lost and so they actually was there with their kids and family seriously just imagine that yeah you got family i saw members. that you yeah got, yeah you got yeah, your they, family they I, were thinking that jfk jr was going to come, come back, back. that's like, sad that don't what what you think about it? well you know there are people that are so desperate to belong mm-hmm. and to believe right that they will latch on to just about anything yeah And that's nothing new. You know, um, we all have heard the term of a snake oil salesman. Well, you know, of course, those were real people Mm -hmm. selling cures, and it really wasn't anything but sugar water in the bottle. You know, that kind of thing. But people, when they become disillusioned and desperate to, to believe in something, then anybody that comes along that makes sense, because any con man can make their con make sense, that's how they're successful at it. That you know, next thing you know, you're standing, you're standing somewhere waiting for someone to reappear who has been dead for you know <laughs> a few decades. I know because I remember when that happened. I was in med school when 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 that plane crash happened. So yeah. it's been you know almost thirty years. And, and if you have a passion for 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 making a difference in people's lives, it, it hurts to see that there are people that are just that weak. Be like, man, what can I do to make it? I mean, I, I wish you you see the person dead. Like, what can I do to 
just make you have a better life, quality of life. But if that's a person, if that's what a person is, that's what they believe. But when you a, a philanthropist or a person that has a passion for making people happy or making them a better, or make, providing something to make them a better person, and you see a weak link in them like that, it it, it emotionally it, it will bother you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I mean, what can and I it do? is bothering. I mean, you know, just from from a medical professional standpoint, you know, I have been educated and trained and, and practiced for many, many years. And then you have some celebrity who, you know, heard a thing or read one thing, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they become an expert on it, and everyone is flocking to what they say and believing with what they say. Right. And here we are in the medical community with years and decades of, of personal, you know, investment in this, standing on top of decades and decades and decades of, you know, known medical knowledge, and that just gets dismissed and blown into the wind like dust. So, yeah, it, it is it is difficult, but again, red pill or blue pill? It's it's, it's funny you say that, Doc, because I had a, a conversation with someone on the phone before I came in, and we were laughing, something that they had read on social media, and it was saying uh, in regard to the COVID situation and taking the shot, like, uh, they didn't... The, it was a quote of some sort where somebody said, well, I don't know who to believe. My friends who flunked out of school are the doctors. Right. <laughs> right. So the same people that you went to high school with that were struggling through science class they have are, all the now, are now the infectious disease experts. Right. Can't, can't, okay. get, can't even get them to listen in class. Like, now you're going to listen to somebody that won't even finish doing their homework. Because right. they just ain't trying to pay attention. Well, Doc, I appreciate. Well, you, you know, I say I, I say this in closing that people can believe whatever they want to believe, and they can do what they whatever they want to do. But the ER never closes. Wow. Nor does the funeral home. And that too. We we will always be here. Yeah. Whichever path you take, you you want to take the the you know the conspiracy theory. I don't believe in COVID. Well, you know when you come coughing or whatever it is i'll be here for you right well doc i really appreciate you and i enjoyed your show today and everything you was doing i'm about to forward forward something somebody sent to me about being on my show but i also think they fit your show so i'm about to forward it to you uh, here in just a second Perfect. All right, Doc. All right, Doc. Thank you for calling. We appreciate you. All right, be safe. Be blessed. I need to. um, I need to get up with you. Okay. For some fashion. I will text you. Okay. All right. That'll work. All right. All righty. All right. Bye, Thanks, Doc. Have, have a great week. Right, you too. You too. Bye. All right. All right, y'all. That was an in-depth conversation with Dr. Hines. Uh, if you have a kid or someone that, you know, may or may not be thinking about taking the vaccine, you know, uh, just weigh your options. That's a, that's a, that's going to be a hard call for them either way. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. just from a non-biased standpoint, standing at zero, four, or against, or whatever. The first element is the the you know your child and your child's future that's the first concern that's number one so the only part that scares me i mean i i shown up get it as a as a parent with a kid like oh we but i also get it i've seen a person have to bear a child and that is not a good feeling when you be like what do i do you it's, it's too late to say uh well you know mm-mm. So, but you don't know what to do. It's like a toss-up. You you really don't know what to do, and it's just as bad as these. these oh, I think this Dr. Sewell that is called in. Uh, that I'm sorry, y'all just got straight. Yeah, so we got Dr. Sewell here on the other line. Uh, that I think that is called in. We're gonna listen to her, but that was Dr. Hines who we just finished with. And okay, all right. 
So, uh, Doc, how you doing? Hello? Doc? Yes. How you doing? Hey, lady. Hey, I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen doing? We doing great. Doing Thank well, you doing well. That's good. Sound that's good. Sounds good. So, um, I was calling, so I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be that that long and, and, and my apologies for not calling in for the last few weeks. I've been busy and or um I I got confused on the time. I'm still not really clear. I know you guys are on a new time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. not really clear. You're good. Um, You're good. As long as you out there still st- Still helping save lives. <laughs> All right. So what I I wanted to talk about um, just very briefly. Okay. I know we're coming up on the new year, mm-hmm. um, and with the new year, a lot of people like to make they still like to make New Year's resolutions. Sometimes it's just because that's tradition. Other times, it is simply because uh, people want to keep uh, indulging in their vices or unhealthy coping skills, which I'm not mad at because they're hard to give up, mm-hmm. unhealthy coping skills, and then you want to postpone them as long as possible. So you say, I'll just start, <laughs> just, you know, I'll just start afresh. I'll just, you know, like the old people say, I'll start afresh, mm-hmm. start anew mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Now, with that, regardless of when you decide to go in and do some self-improvement, whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually, one of the things that I want to emphasize is that it is going to be working. You have to be intentional on what you're doing. And the reason I say that is because I have, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Mr. Edna, but Mr. Alvin, I've picked up doing counseling um, full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, what I'm noticing is that a lot of time, not all of the time, but, you know, sometimes you have, and people come into counseling for different reasons. Sometimes it's coaching, sometimes it's counseling, and that's fine. But with some people, with some of us, we're kind of stuck in our habits and our behaviors, and we kind of want a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And that's not, and that's not the way it works. It's just, it's just not. What I need for people to understand is, and this is for all of us, even if, you know, if right now I'll be 52 later on this year, if I've had the same vices or coping mechanisms and so on and so forth for like the last 40 years or the better part of my life, It's not going to take me 40 years to change it, another 40 years, but it's going to take me, it's going to be a process for me to become acclimated to redirect my train of thought. Right. It's not going to be overnight. It's going to be a process. It can't be overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, as as therapists, the coaches, and even, I will say, even, you know, if you have pretty good parents and friends or significant others and they try to provide you some sound advice. They're not saying, or they shouldn't be saying, you should be able to do this. This shouldn't be a problem. No, it's a problem. Because mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. you need to try to break your habit or break your vice, you know, or restructure your thought process. Because a lot of us have things like some, some of us have a negative thought process. We didn't, we don't even know it's negative. We just <clears throat> found out. Right. Because we've been thinking like that the whole time. Oh, entire time. So the, 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 the negative thought process may be, you know, oh, I'm not really going to do that because if I do that, something bad is going to happen or it's just, or this is just going to happen, that's just going to happen. Basically, we catastrophize. You know, I talked about that some months back about how a lot of times people catastrophize and they make things worse than what they are. They project the result or the disposition to be worse than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing that as a safety net because, because in our minds, if we prepare ourselves for the worst, 
then if the worst actually happens, we won't be that disappointed. Well, in our minds, that's not negative thinking. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's not negative thinking. It is, I'm protecting myself. So it may not, you may not say until you get about 35 or 40, say, you know what, maybe this is until somebody brings it to your attention and you're ready to listen to say, you know what, maybe this is a negative thought process. Maybe I am putting that energy out there. So if I just find this out and I've been doing this for, again, the better part of my life, it's going to take me a minute to change. So what I'm saying to you is to be patient with yourself Mm. in terms of when you're trying to make these changes. Be patient with yourself, but also be intentional. Understand it's not just going to jump on you one night and you're going to wake up and say, oh, I'm done. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's very rare that it works like that. Always so under construction. That's, that's one of the primary um, things that I just wanted to bring to light because, again, I know a lot of people are going to, you know, have a lot of New Year's resolutions and a lot of people are working on change, and I, and I think that's great. And I think people need to realize, realize as well that they're going to relapse, just like a person's trying to stop drinking or using drugs or eating too much. You, you're going to have relapses because that has not become habitual for you yet. Right. in terms of what you're trying to do. Question, question Doc, for you. Uh, what is, like, would you say one of the number one or the number one topic uh, that people actually mm-hmm. come to you for in, in needing counseling? Mm, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, I, I would like to say it's a tie in their equally important anxiety and depression. I've been hearing a, a a lot of that anxiety lately. and depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of ask you, and and a lot of the anxiety is coming from, um, a lot of the anxiety, believe it or not, is coming from from work stress. Okay, um, quite a quite a bit of it is coming with the work stress. Sometimes it's with the micromanager and all of those things. And I'm hearing a, a, a lot of people, and this just doesn't happen in corporate, but it's more people who are involved in, in corporate America right now. So I want to be clear, this just doesn't happen in corporate. Okay. However, I'm hearing a lot of how can I be a chameleon and still be authentic? Mm-hmm. And those two things don't really go together when you when you look at them, but there is a way to remain, um, what's the term? There is, a, there is a way to maintain your core values, but you have to uh, adjust or adapt to the way you need to present those core values or state your opinion about certain things. Okay. Um, so I'm hearing a lot of that. All right. And the de- depression factor, like, do you feel that some of these people may have already been in a state of depression somewhat, but were kind of like pacifying it with other things, whether it be traveling and posting? And- oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. A- absolutely. A- absolutely. I think some people's coping mechanisms we're, ta- we're taken away absolutely with the, I, I am guilty of the traveling, and I wasn't necessarily depressed, but I will tell you this, I was bordering on, on irritable. I had to figure out why I was irritable, and one of the things that I discovered about 15 years ago is I do better when I can do a staycation or a vacation like every six to eight weeks. Okay. And so when I, had, and so when I could not do that and could not get away and just be by myself, just truly be by myself, that was problematic for me, so I had to restructure my thought process and some people I think were dealing with depression, but they were what they were doing. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. They were staying at work. That Mm -hmm. was their life. They were avoiding their home life by staying at work. They became a workaholic. And then when they had to go back and work remote, when they had to start working remotely, even some people who weren't living with others, there are some people, they are not happy 
with the way their life is going personally, even if they don't have a significant other, they're not happy with it. And so they're most happy and they feel most accomplished at work. So when that's stripped from them or they're not able to walk around like the big man or big woman on campus at their job, that was problematic. They became depressed and they had to, and, and the noise stopped. The noise and the mind stopped and you had to sit and be by, by yourself. And a lot of people are not comfortable. They don't want to acknowledge it, but a lot of people are not comfortable being by themselves because, see, that's when the noise starts coming in about, that's when the sadness starts coming in, the depression, you're trying to figure out what you're sad about, what is it that you repressed, uh, suppressed, and all those other things, and it, it becomes difficult. And some people, quite frankly, don't like themselves, but as long as they have other things going on around them, they don't have to, um, they, don't, they, they really don't have to be com- concerned with it. So, so, Doc, I was going to ask you this about uh, people that become workaholics. Like, of course, you know I'm a workaholic. Um, but then I wonder. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, what? I, would, I, I would like to acknowledge, yes, my Go name ahead. is Alvin no, Watson, and I'm, a, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> Not an alcoholic, workaholic. So, so, Doc, let me ask you, uh, do you believe uh-huh. and do you understand or think that there are various types of uh, different purposes as to the reason why people become workaholics? Like... Like we mm-hmm. talk, some people become workaholics. You mentioned uh, because they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to deal with people. They like, but they like working, working, working. Mm-hmm. Stuff, you know, so so mm-hmm. there there are various reasons for people being workaholics. Is that correct? There are various reasons for people being workaholics, but at the end of the day, you're still not taking care of yourself. Right. See, one one of the things that that I and and I say this as well too. I'm very I'm a very pragmatic person so is no i'm not you know i'm not pollyanna ish and and so and i'm very realistic mm-hmm. about things and so i do know even when i'm talking to whether it's whether it's, it's friends or patients i t- i know it's sometimes that you you may have to you may have a big project or something and you may just have to work a lot of hours for a couple of weeks or te- or temporarily and i know those things happen i know sometimes you have a deadline and it's not even about you procrastinating. It's about you have a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to get those things done. But I also know this, too. At some point, you're going to hit a wall and you're going to crash. You're going to have burnout. That burnout could look like, again, irritability. It could look like uh, being unmotivated. That's mm-hmm. the big one. It could look, um, you know, it could look like I'm not um, really productive. I'm not. I can't focus. Because right. I'm burned out and I'm tired. Because, see, a lot of times when you're working a lot, too, you're thinking about, I can get up and do this. I can get up and do that. Well, that, that leads, leads to sleep depravity. Mm-hmm. And sleep depravity leads to inability to focus. And unhealthy. It leads situation. to un- it's irritation, unhealthy. When The older we get, the more it slows down our metabolism. Most of us don't need that. The older we get, no matter how we exercise, <laughs> exercise and eat. <laughs> I know, right. So, yep, you're right. So, it leads to a lot of different things. So you still have to take care of yourself because just it, whether you're working for yourself or somebody else, what I tell people is if they're working for someone else, for most companies, if they drop dead right now, they're, they're going to put out another requisition to get their job filled. <laughs> and, and if they drop dead on the premises, they're going to say, they're going to make sure they can't sue us, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Why are you Let's move them on. Now, right. And now when you work for yourself, the fruits of your labor that you're trying to enjoy, you're not enjoying them because in essence, you're still existing and not living mm. because you're going from one project to the other one. Pro- so you have Ooh. to set up a time to relax and to enjoy your work. It doesn't have to be money. The fruits of your labor doesn't have to be money. It can just be sitting back saying, look at what I'm in the process of accomplishing. I've come from here to here. 
All I have to do is work on A, B, and C and do this, and, 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 and I'm there. I'm already halfway there or three-quarters there. Then I'll be finished. But let me sit back and rejuvenate, get myself together, and start back doing what I need to do. Now, that's just my opinion. And if it's a must, put it on your schedule, too. Like some people are so, you know, with a schedule-type situation. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right. So I, that- I Absolutely, and I tell people that you're absolutely correct. I'm glad you brought that up because I'll say if you need to put it in your your schedule, if you're that rigid, then you need to take your two 15-minute breaks or you need to put yes. in here, yeah, you look at your schedule, see what times you have. I need to go out and do a 30-minute walk or whatever the case may be. Right. All right. So we're going to take this. Meditate, we, we, yoga. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this, uh, this, uh, what's this break right quick in the middle and come right back. Uh, you just give us like oh, one second. Okay. We come right back. All right. Alright, Doc, we're just going to bring you in on back, uh, finish, finish you up on little Nat Nicole. You still there? Oh, oh no, I'm still here. I, I heard you uh, a couple of weeks ago saying there was your favorite artist, so I thought you were just going to play it through. I was just going to, you know, bop, we, bop, my, bop my head. We're going to finish it. We're going to bring him back in. We're going to bring him back in once we finish Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we were talking about how, uh, Doc, I'm really glad you're having that conversation because I, I talk to my siblings a lot, and, and we, for some reason, each one of us, have a habit of working a lot. I mean, we just mm-hmm. like work one of two jobs, three jobs, and then I'm probably the worst one of all. You know, and I think if I wasn't trying to be that person that was conscious about eating right, I would not be healthy right. because I work like I'll, I'll just, I work, and I just I and I know why I do it because I do it because I wanted I wanted to be better than I had before, not because there's you know that's that was my purpose of being at work hard because I just got it. I can't go through what I've gone through in the past. When I was younger, wanting and needing and didn't have, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. that, that's my uh, probably my medical diagnosis for my purpose of working too much. But I, but I'm I'm getting right. I'm getting a lot better at it now. Right, and I, and I understand. And like I said, there 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 are times that you know you're gonna you will have to um, overextend yourself there are times for that but if you continuously do it and you don't take a break you're going to hit a wall and it's in and i just want to make it clear that i understand when people are trying to make a better life uh live trying to make better lives for their family members whether it's nieces nephews cousins mom dad whomever and you have to work but i also want to make it clear too that again you you are not um, living, you're existing. Even if you're, even if you're making that money to, you know, to have your parents go to a certain place, like you, like maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I know some people that they are caregivers, but they can't afford to stay at home or those types of things like that. I get it, but then you're running, but you're you're also overextending yourself with some things, and you're not even taking time to woo saw. Even if it's, even if you don't have the money for a staycation, like going to a hotel within the city and treating yourself in your respective city or going two states over even if you don't have the money mm-hmm. to do that you can still sit at home right and yeah. and 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 relax you can sit at home and relax and Just for women that have small children and you do have a support system you have a support system that you can trust please 
use it. I know so many women that I've had so many women in the past where I talk to them and I'm like, I realize you have a two-year-old, so you can't take a, a bath without him banging on the door and you have a, <laughs> you have an arm baby or whatever. Right. But at the same time, they might have a husband and I'm like, well, do you, do you trust your husband? And they're like, oh, he's okay. I'm like, well, what does he do? Does he, when you, have you ever left him with the baby for a few minutes? Yeah. Well, what does, what does he do? Does he not change the diaper? No, he does that. He just, he doesn't do it the way I do it. Is, mm-hmm. is the baby, does, does the baby have any kind of damage? Are they, do, are, is he leaving waste on them? No, they, I just do things different. But then you want to talk about your tire. Oh, Doc, man, you know what? You hit the nail on the head. You have to take advantage of something. I'm not asking you. To, it's not like it's, it's not like your husband or your significant other is, is a mass murderer. You just said he's not doing anything. And I'm just saying take 30 minutes, not every day. You know, just, you know, two or three days. And I and I have so many women say to me, my husband actually tells me that, but I just don't want to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, I I understand it. And I don't want to be insensitive, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, do you know how many people I have run across, males and females that are trying to raise their children on their own who are mm-hmm. even older, and they have no support system I wish they anywhere. had some type of help and assistance, yeah. But, but Doc, it's the same way. It, that analogy works the same way in business because when I, when I first been in business for so long, I had a really bad mm-hmm. habit of like, nope, I, I got to do it myself, even, even if I had help. I'll be like, nope, mm-hmm. I got to get it down myself. But then I, I had to realize that you can't grow even if you allow them to make a mistake if you have them doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get to the right. point where I, with having people to work for me is to not try to do it all because you you just burn out trying to do it all. And then right. you look up and you're like, I'm in the same spot I was in X amount of years ago. At, at some point, I got to see some type of growth. So what I had Absolutely. to do was just let go and say, okay, this is who works for me to do this. This is who works. And if they make a mistake, then that's my job to manage them, to get it, to, to get them to do it right. Because now they freed me up now to be able to do, to bring other stuff in. But I really had right. to convince myself to let go because I was trying to, as an entrepreneur, I was trying to do everything. And every once in a while, that little, that little person will slip back in. It's like, okay, let me stop. If they make a mistake, we can always fix it. But I got to let them mm-hmm. do what I'm teaching them to do so I can do so I can grow the company because it don't make sense for me to be the same size. Twenty years later, it's like, oh come on now, you ain't you, you got people that can help you, but you won't let them help you because you think you got to do it right. It's the same thing as, as having a, a significant. No, I agree, and that's actually to be able to delegate is actually qualities of a a good leader because mm-hmm. I'm going to have a show on that on Sunday, and I've done it before, but I want to go into a little bit more detail um, mm-hmm. uh, on that because I think that that's very important to talk about, or or actually. I just had that show this past Sunday because I wanted it to be a lead-in in terms of when I examine corporate America, which is a show that's coming on this Sunday that a lot of people are not going to be happy with me on. But I, I was pretty much Donna on both shows, and I made that clear. What day is this coming Going on? back to Dr. Stuhl. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, just asking, you know, what day is this? <laughs> is that give my popcorn? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, my, the Wellness Enclave. Um, it comes on every Sunday on 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio. Okay. dot com every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard okay. Time. So this Sunday I'll be talking about uh, examining corporate America. But this past week, and you can probably pick it up on my website on probably Saturday or Sunday, my show from last Sunday, I talked about the, the relationship between leadership and character okay. because that's very important. 
that is extremely important. So I do want to say this. Thank you for, for allowing me on the show. Um, from from after this particular show, I'm kind of going to go into my holiday stuff. So I'll be playing music. I will be talking about know, holiday right? blues. Yes. And, uh, and but But for the most part, you know, I'm going to try to keep it kind of light because we're moving into the holidays. Of course, I have Ms. Zena Age on there, uh, hopefully talking about World AIDS Day. You know, that's coming up December 1st. And for you, Alvin, this this is what I need for you to listen to, Mr. Alvin. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to have a young lady on from California right now. She's scheduled to come on, hopefully. Um, it's still going to happen. It'll air, I think, I on the 21st okay. of this month. All right. And, I, and she's going to be, I have her talking about uh, basically culinary arts, because what I want her to do is talk about how you can make food not so is is less about moderation she's not a dietitian but how you can make food healthier like how you can basically got call it uh you know just just culinary harmony for the holidays oh, like so that, that means for people so that means for people who want to eat their chitlin i don't eat chitlins but i'm not knocking it <laughs> you people like you who are vegetarian or <laughs> vegan don't run up to them saying you don't need to eat that right. that's not food. healthy for you Right. No, so I need for you to listen to that very okay. closely because while she's giving her recipes and talking about the different types of food huh. that she caters and she can make it healthier, I will be interjecting that so to, to make sure that your relatives don't start elbowing you in the jaw when you start standing over them telling them what they're supposed to eat. And uh, let me tell you, it got so bad. Like, I, I don't even, I think people expect, they look at you and think you're going to say something. Like, I, I'm not saying anything. You don't want to eat that pig. I'm, I'm just like looking. And people <laughs> see be looking at you. They see? Think, they, but they you, look at you. It's, it's, it's a guilt you, you thing. See I mean, you, see, you they, see they feel guilty. They looking at me like, why are you looking at me? I'm like, I ain't even saying nothing. You, you eating that. I mean, that's you. I mean, you think I'm going to say something. You know, get out. It's like, it's like you speeding. You know you speeding. And you just looking for the cops. Let me just make sure. You already speeding. Why are you looking at me? You, so, you, you, know? you wouldn't be in my family like that because they would pick the steak up they would pick the steak up and say you got you you have anything to say yeah they do, my, they do me like that to- I, swear, I swear my family do me so bad i was like y'all i ain't even saying that I, I mean why y'all looking at me like everybody looking at me like why y'all looking at me eat your food with me i'm not I, you know why they're looking at you know why they're looking at you does no know why they're i'm gonna tell you then they look at me tomorrow <laughs> I'm sure that salad ain't going to fill you up. Now, I ain't say nothing about that pork chop. I ain't say one <laughs> word. See, they're waiting for the response. They want me to say something, but, but, I, but I don't even say nothing. But you want to say something. I, I you don't just want them say to say nothing. something first. You, I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm saying it because I don't want anybody to feel guilty. I, I chose this journey. So I don't want you to feel guilty because I'm here and you're not. But I'm you're not, not say saying it. anything. See, it's actually, see, it, it creates the tension. It creates the energy. That just ain't right. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't say I can't. So you know what I said I do? Here's what I'm saying to you. If, if, that, if they only eat like that to your knowledge, once a year. I can honestly say when my family used to get together like that for the holidays, they probably, and this is not a lie, they probably did children's like once, um, and this is no, once no more than twice <laughs> per year. Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? That's that's the indulgence of it. That's right? about it. That's about yeah, Yeah. But oh, not. no, it was Christmas and New Year's. Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. Okay. And, so with, and so with that, there are things that you can do in moderation, but in, but all jokes aside, though, you know that you know the same. You know the collard greens and the kale. You know you can do ham hocks, turkey versus turkey legs, or turkey legs versus ham hocks. So if you do the collard greens, so a lot of times, so it's just about having some type of moderation, and sometimes you are going to have to possibly cook a little bit different for some other people, and that's fine. That's fine. 
All I'm saying is it because you know yourself. I eat primarily fish and and, and quinoa, but nobody. Mm. I can't. I can't have my family. I'm, I'm eating quinoa. I can eat. I can cook it myself because that's what they're going to tell me. Well, they, pretty much. They, they even the like people that. who are even the people who who are vegetarian, they don't even like quinoa. But at the but at the end of the day, all I'm saying is this: people sitting up trying to enjoy their meal. That's Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Now, let me tell you this. Okay, it's two things. Okay, like when we have our Oh, family, my God. So here we go. Look, see, wait, see wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we have our family reunion, right? And so, and so the dudes may be like $65, right? And I'm like, okay. I mean, why am I paying 65 Yeah, I'm not eating the fish. I'm not eating the I mean, I think I should be eating 15 I mean, And they why? said that's your choice because yeah, the and dude, they take all my money. The, dude is 60, the dudes are $65. But that's because of the food. Correct. Well, you Correct. chose not to eat the food. Correct. You chose not to eat the food. <laughs> now, what you, now, what you can say is can we add something additional to the I menu? I tried it and they won't give me nothing. But right. What you got to do is you got to create it, bring it, let them eat it, say it's good, and then tell them put it on the no, menu you know what, what it costs. Because uh-uh, see, it'd be people like you and Dr. Sewell and Jerry just looking at me, waiting to see if I'm gonna pass out because I think I ain't eating. I'm like I'm <laughs> eating, you know what I'm saying? And then get this, this is a, this is the last thing. So I have a couple of friends of mine that call me, and then <laughs> I hear somebody say, "Hello, am I take your order, please?" And then they get real quiet. <laughs> okay. okay. And then look, they get real quiet. They be like. Don't you say nothing. I'm like, I, what you want me to say? You at the drive through. I mean, I, I, I know you go. I, I ain't say one word. What, what you have to learn how to do is why do you need to say? So the question yeah. is, why? Why do you feel the the, the need or the urge? Now, to say I don't. I don't have a need. It's just that you call me and then you at the drive through and say, "Hello, I help you, please." I mean, I'm getting quiet for you to place your order. Then you, then they come back to the phone I, like <laughs> I, I would do that just to just to annoy you. And you I, I, I would that. be at a, I, I would be. At somewhere like R. Thomas, which is my what my favorite <laughs> restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants, I would be somewhere like that and pretend like I was ordering some food and order the worst <laughs> food Dr. ever, just I, to make you say something when like that's that. not really what's sitting in front of me. Doctor, I, th- I think that is a form of 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 uh, of, of, uh, of harassment. <laughs> I think that is bullying. <laughs> I don't say a word. Y'all on the drive-through, this place take you two pieces and a biscuit. I don't say nothing. I'd be like, well, okay. And then, did you hear what I? Ordered? I ain't heard nothing. You know. That, that's that's all right. Leave 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 Sawidi. What's her name? Sawidi alone, because I'm here. She's making a lot of money with her hot sauce and Popeyes or wherever that is. Oh, wow. oh yeah. But, but thank you guys for having me on. I don't. I know you have to go into your Natalie Cole, and you're about to right. That's get off. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys for having me on. I very much uh, appreciate it. Um, hopefully, I'll be on before the before the uh, holidays. But if not, uh, leave people alone. <laughs> Alvin, I will definitely be on before Christmas holidays. And and uh, have a good one, Miss Ed. You too. All right, Doc. Be safe. Be blessed. <laughs> All right, y'all so wrong. Go and play my girl, cause that's the only thing. I only friend I got in here today. <laughs>
My next song coming up next please because i want to hear my please. next song because i can finish um my question that i had to my co-host that i asked him this question after i finished this my, my next song is that with jerry what was that song his song or my song that was my song how you gonna take credit for my Cause song because he said i gave him a whole bunch of songs i don't you even remember what did. i gave you him was, i gave him a you, list of oh all kind of eight tracks because you want we want to see if you're gonna have your, your song and edmund's song i'm playing i'm because we didn't know because you, you didn't have your music so i had to give enough for both of us because you didn't have any music when you came in remember that <laughs> right, I said. Well, let me just make sure I, I cover my co-host in case he don't have no his music. See, y'all, he try he trying to do it, and it's a, it's a cloudy day out there. And I'm trying to keep the sunshine shining. Why is this? Um, go ahead on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. One other thing, y'all know the the uh, Braves parade is tomorrow uh, on 10th Street. That's, is that 12. why you went and bought your hat and your shirt? I'm not even. We're not even working tomorrow. And we're not gonna be at the radio station tomorrow. I, I don't plan to because the parade's gonna have traffic messed up tomorrow. I'm glad you they told me because I, 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 I was gonna tell you after we got there. Oh, okay, I was about yeah. to say you making myself and no, the, no, the, the listeners take, aware no, of it. No, no, okay. no. I was gonna tell you we got there. The parade tomorrow. So avoid that on, area is what you're saying. On Tenth Street, you ain't gonna have no choice because they already blocking it off. I don't know which way you came to the station, but yeah. they had the police like all the way up Tenth Street. You know where that gas station is on the corner? Mm-hmm. They had police already around there. So they don't go that way. Going back home. Yeah, I didn't come that way, so I I, I go. A so go, route. well, coming that way, you going the way we go back, mm-hmm. it'd be a, you know it won't be no problem. But you'll see how they already starting to, to uh, block stuff off. So they're gonna so have to you're not gonna be amongst the party and, and represent for the A with your with all your your near you and stuff you got. I don't want to be even if it's Jackson State. I'm not gonna stand out in the cold <laughs> and, and to, to try, we got Corona out here and I want to have my immune system as strong as I can have it. I love the Braves. I love the Falcons. I love the Jackson State. I am not gonna stand out in the cold uh, too long for stuff like that. Now we got all corn game coming up. I'm already a little concerned about that cold weather. Then where y'all playing? In Jackson, exactly. in Mississippi. So I'm, okay. I'm gonna go to the game, but I'm I'm. Yeah, I ain't standing out there too cold too long. Because uh-uh. it's, it's too cold I'm, to be standing okay, out there. Okay, so you, I did that when I was in college. You just said you did that when you were in college. Marching the band, cold, snow, and everything. I I'm excited no moving into the holidays. As we talk more about this cold weather, I, that's giving me something to be excited about the cold weather because that comes with it. The holidays come with the cold weather. Weather, and we've had the warm days. We might, so you, we've, we've we've actually had more than normal. You know, in regards to normally it gets cold around like what we call fair time, which is mm-hmm. um, October. Oh, the time go back too? Does it? Go yeah, back so the time goes back Sunday. Okay, so you get an extra hour of sleep. Is what they what they saying? Sleeping. Yeah, well, you get an extra hour in your twenty four hours to do what you need to do. Well, it just gets darker quicker. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, it's gonna be dark. It's gonna be dark. It's dark when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's gonna be black. So the time go back Sunday. Y'all don't forget to set your clocks back. Okay. And don't forget to set your clock back. Don't forget about the parade. Uh, also, in the mayor runoff, we have. Um, uh, Andre and we have Felicia Moore. I forgot Andre's last name. I kind of remember Andre's last name. But those are the two people uh, in the runoff election that we're going to have November, 
I'm not exactly sure about the date. I'm thinking it's the 30th, but we're having a so runoff Kasim election. And no, it's just Felicia Moore okay. and Andre Dickerson. I didn't vote, by the way. I just Andre, didn't Andre. Get time to figure out who's who. <laughs> I kept asking, like, where are we with that and where does that stand? So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so those two are in the runoff. So you got those two to choose between Felicia or mm-hmm. Andre Dickerson, Dickerson or Felicia Moore. I've actually had a chance to meet and or talk to both, actually. And, uh, when I need to do some research on. So real quick, I can tell you standpoint. the two of them, when they were city council people, okay, oh they be fighting for they they their area hard. When especially say, for when you say more. fighting for their area, what, what do you mean? These these are the people in my district. I want to make sure they have the best in my district. That's, okay, that's what I mean for both of them. Okay, and Felicia Moore is also fighting against these whole problem we got with the whole water system okay. here in in, in, uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She fought against that, and she also fought against something else. She did. She was the only one that didn't vote for privatizing. Um, the water system. She did not want to. She didn't want to privatize that. So both of them have a great track record of fighting for their district for their people. That's, okay, that's that's, that's awesome. That so that's a positive. Them. Okay, so we you need to know between, where they stand with yeah. with balancing out. Do like, your homework like, and please as vote far as violence and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so. this, they, it's only you know I, I heard them say uh, you're gonna get a mayor. They, the mayor can't do nothing about. I mean, they could uh, put the police out and stuff like that. But it's not just Georgia. Every state right now, due to COVID and all this stuff going on. Uh, they're having some some high crime rates going yeah. on. It's not just Georgia. Georgia ain't the only one. Detroit, that you should man everywhere. Chicago. It's yeah. just the people trying to flock. The DJ said, "Drop the needle." Drop All the right, needle. y'all. All right. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Old Fashioned Health. We appreciate health. you. Uh, good health inside and out. This is Al. Talk to you next week. And then this is Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.